Amen. Thank you, Bucky and Kathy. Isn't that just wonderful? The words of those, the words of the song, so true. Thank you for being here. It's such an honor to have you guys here. In some ways, I wish I could have been in your youth ministry. <laughs> Was anybody here in their youth ministry? Oh, okay, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was such a long time ago. All right. Well, the words of that song, so true, amen? And how many of you know that it is absolutely the truth that it is the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that does the transformative work in our hearts? the transformative work in our lives. I asked Larry one time, when will I ever be perfect? <laughs> he just laughed at me. <laughs> I said, honestly, the journey of holiness, the journey of becoming more like Christ, when will I ever really get there? Because <laughs> I think you're there, Larry. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time. Honestly, I asked him this question, and this was his answer, and this is so true. He said, the moment you enter heaven. The moment that you enter heaven. The journey of holiness, the journey of becoming more like Christ, the journey of the blood of Jesus doing that transformative work, that metamorphic work, that change inside of our hearts, our minds, our soul, he said, and it's true, and the Bible confirms that it's lifelong. And I stand here before you right now as a witness, as a testimony, that that journey of transformation and God transforming my mind and my heart and my soul is still happening. Is it still happening in your life? And so as we talk about the things today, the relationship series that we started last week, as we talk about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and we talk about our relationships with other people and how do we live that out, and as we look at Romans 12, 1 and 2, we have to understand that this work that's happening in our lives, mine, yours, is still happening. And it will continue to happen until the day that we enter heaven, where we stand before God and we can say, Lord Jesus, thank you. And God looks at us and he says, well done. Anybody want to hear those words? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom that I prepared for you. Amen. So last week we started this series, uh, Relationships, and uh, Marcia spoke and there was a time when our youth ministry went somewhere and, and, and the entire uh, place, their lives were changed and Laura was there. And, and the kids, when they gave testimonies afterwards, they said, the night Marcia spoke, the night Marcia spoke, the night Marcia spoke. And I want you to know, if you were here, if you guys were here last week and you heard some of the words that she said and the teaching that she said about relationship with God, it's like the, the day Marcia spoke, the day God spoke through Marcia. The day that the Lord God spoke through Marcia and some of the things that she said, just to highlight a couple of things, is our relationships. Really, it's all about going deeper in our relationship with God. It really is all about our relationship with God and going deeper in our relationship with God. That the encouragement to live, to love, to run to God and to worship him in relationship, to run to him. And that our relationships will be directly affected, 
our relationships with each other will be directly affected by our own relationship with God. And then she talked about Adam and Eve. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Some of the things that the Lord pulled out of that last week and, and encouraged us to keep our attention and our focus on God and not to let it get even onto our spouse at times, but like listen to God and be obedient to God and do the things that God's saying in our relationship with him. And then the encouragement not to hide. Don't hide from God. We don't have to hide from God in our relationship with him. When there's things going on inside of us, we don't have to hide because God loves us. And he always will. The blood of Jesus, the letters written in red, shows us every single day of our lives that the love of God never stops. Amen? And the goal is to become more and more like Christ. That's the goal. To let God, to, to allow God to choose to do the will of God so that we can become more and more like Christ. Well, today, as we talk about that, as we talk about a relationship with God and how, maybe not how, but the importance of living out that relationship with God to other people so that God can do the, the work through us to other people and to have relationships that really, really matter. I understand that this past week, um, you know, as I begin to uh, read Romans 12, 1 and 2 and, and read this scripture, it's going to be up here. I understand that um, some people understood that I, I, a transformative work in my life began to happen. And uh, I had a milestone in my life. If you didn't see, my wife must have posted on Facebook or something that, that a milestone happened in my life and that it's time for me to have reading glasses, readers. My name is Reader, Eric Reader. I have readers. And so, hey, I'm a, I've always had readers. But anyway, I, here I am. And, and uh, people were like, she posted a picture, I guess, and the ones that I got, the ones that I got were, were these. And everybody said, you don't need those, you need these. And so, and so I, I, she's like, Eric, you have to get, you have to get those. And uh, our boys were like, you, you have to have those anyway. So, um, I guess it was a milestone in my life as I read this, I have to read. But honestly, these are minus one. Um, does anybody wear minus one? In here? Because I want to give these to you as a gift right now. Anybody wear minus one? Oh, plus one, sorry. <laughs> See, I don't even know. I can't even. I, that's a plus sign, not a minus sign. I can't even see that. And you know what? And then she, uh, she found this image, and it, uh, it kind of thought, I thought it was perfect for this moment. It says this. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. And so what a comfort. So my eye strength is going, I guess. And so what a comfort. Anybody wear minus, uh, plus one? Marilyn, you wear plus one? Come up here and get these. Come up here and get these. Yeah, Marshall, bring it back to you. There you go. Praise the Lord. Plus one. We want to encourage you to just, you know, use those plus one, but let Jesus be your plus one all the time, okay? Uh, do that. All right, honestly, so my wife seems to think that I look better in these, so I guess I'll put these on, okay? All right. And these are, these are plus 1.25, actually. Uh, I don't even know 
whoa, okay, there is a difference. But let's, let's seriously, let's look at this scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2, as we talk about our relationships with God and with each other. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, aren't you glad that God loves us enough that Paul, when he inspired Paul to write this, that he, he used the word urge? It's, it's almost like he is saying, okay, this is not just a little deal here. This is extremely important for our lives. I urge you. You ever been urged by somebody? Absolutely. You've been urged by something in your heart, your soul? Absolutely. We urge. It's like you really need to go for it, really need to reach out for it. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, God's mercy, God's unending grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. The grace of God, the the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice for our sins, which can even allow that transformative work to happen in our lives in view of God's mercy. So even before we get to the rest of this, when we get to the rest of the, the relationship with God and relationship with each other and letting God do that transformative work in our lives, we have to even see it through the eyes and through the lens, through the plus one or whatever you use of God's mercy. God's grace, his love, his love for us. Offer your bodies, offer our lives, offer our minds, offer our souls, offer our circumstances, offer our bodies, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. We have to understand that the word living here is extremely important for us because we are alive right now. We're not already in heaven, we get the chance to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice where we get to choose to live out what God is calling us to do and to live out his will. We're alive. It's a living sacrifice. Amen? Holy, set apart, given up for God, and pleasing to him. This is your true and proper worship. Next verse. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. So we ask ourselves, is there a certain transformative work that God is or has been or needs to do in your mind, in your heart, in your life? And you know that it's there. You know that God has been working on you and talking to you and it wants to encourage you not to conform any longer to whatever it might be, but to put that stuff aside and to be transformed, to be completely changed, to be completely, go through a metamorphic cycle by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And God's will is good. God's will is pleasing. And God's will is perfect. Bible Gateway says that our obedience is the product of what God has done in our lives. Our obedience to living out and not conforming to the pattern of this world and offering our lives as a living sacrifice and being transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
this is an, a response to, our obedience is a response to what God has done in our lives. Not what we can do, but what God has already done through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a response to what God has done. And it's not something that we can produce within ourselves. We, we may or may not have, the, we may not have the opportunity just to reach deep down inside. Sometimes we think that we can just reach deep down and just change it. I want you to know that if that were true, the things in me that God is still working on, I would have already changed. And you would have too. Because we all know the relational effects. The relational effects of our, our disconnect with God whenever something's in our life that we keep trying to change, but we just need to choose to let God do it. And we know the relational effects with other people too. And all of us could stand up here and testify right now. I could start or we could say, you know what? When I didn't let God or I didn't allow God or I didn't obey God or I didn't uh, come before God, I didn't surrender, I didn't, I didn't stop conforming to that pattern or whatever. And I could testify and I'd be like, you know what? Let me give you. <laughs> I don't have any idea what that was. <laughs> I could stand up here and testify. We could all stand up here and testify. Weird things have happened today. But we could all testify, you know what, that I have regret because of that. I wish that choice would have been different. Thanks be to God that he's, Jesus Christ is the one that is perfect. And in our weaknesses, he, are, he is strong. And through our imperfections, we are made perfect when we surrender them to him. The pressure for us to be perfect ended at the cross. The pressure for us to try to be perfect ended on the cross. But even still, we strive to become more like Christ. We strive to become more holy and set apart. We strive to be obedient, obedient and humble and ready to serve. Ready, ready to let our relationship with God come out of us to our relationships with other people. When we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, we go through a metamorphic process. And some of you guys might know that I was a biology teacher for four years. I don't know if you knew that or not. But I graduated high school with a degree in biology. And uh, so I'm a nerd. And anyway, um, <coughs> I remember some of it. Egg, larva, pupa, adult. Anyway, um, the egg's not here. The egg's actually not really there. That's larva, pupa, adult. Anyway, um, I remember some of it, but I taught biology in high school for four years, and I was a coach. And, and I, re I do remember the, the reason I chose biology, because it was less boring than chemistry and physics. <clears throat> but I had a major in physical education, and I uh, was going to be a school teacher and coach in that. And the truth was, honestly, I was running from my call. Um, I went into college, and I thought, you know what, I'm called to ministry, but I want to make money. Um, <laughs> Yep, 29 years later, here I am. Yep. 
So I went into, I decided I was going to go into sports medicine, and I went into sports medicine. I was going to be a trainer for the Indianapolis Colts because I was at school at Anderson University, and I was like, I'm going to be a trainer for the Colts, and I'm going to be the best one. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And I'm going to get out of run, and, you know. And after the first year, it was obviously not my passion, and I didn't go into that. Then I thought accounting, business. I'll have my own business, accounting. <laughs> and I took an accounting class that I had to use all this paper stuff, and it came down to I spent three hours on a problem, and I was off by a penny. I was like, nope. Nope. This is not the will of God. This is not the will of God for anyone. Actually, we thank God for accountants. We thank God for accountants. We thank God for people that have minds like that. Please, Lord God, help us. It's tax season. Anyway, wasn't accounting. I remember actually standing up on a chair in my room like, God, what do you want me to do? I was running from my call. I was running from my call. My, my dad was a school teacher and coach, and so that's what I saw. That's what I knew. I went for it. I got a degree in biology or uh, physical education and a minor in biology, and then, lo and behold, God brought me into a opportunity to be a school teacher and coach for four years. But the truth is, He also brought me into a youth ministry opportunity too, and I was a part-time youth pastor, school teacher, and coach all at the same time. And God, God sometimes just has to get us all the way around the mountain in order to get us to where he wants us to go rather than just being faithful. And if I had just trans been you could not conform to the pattern of the world back then and be transformed to the rooting of my mind back then, we'd gotten there a lot faster. That's the truth. But God got me there, and four years later, you know, full-time ministry, and here we go, and here we are. Here we are. Amen. Here we are. I'm so glad that God's grace is, man, I'm just thinking about that journey, and I'm, all of a sudden I just see all these floods of, like, moments. It's like, you know what? God's grace. <laughs> God's grace. God's love. And he never gives up on us. Glory to God. He never gives up on us. If you feel today that God has given up on you, he has not given up on you. He has not given up on you, brother, sister. And he never, ever, ever will. Just have an altar call right now. Okay? If you are sitting there right now and you believe that God has given up on you, I want you to rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and say, no, God has never and never will give up on me. And it is the transformative work of the blood of Jesus Christ that proves it. And if you're sitting here today and you need the transformative blood of Jesus Christ to come in and cleanse your mind, you know what can happen? A tabula rasa, a clean slate, completely clean by the blood of Jesus. It's the only way to heaven. It is God. All of this. We got these pictures up here. We're talking about biology. We're talking about what, you know what? It doesn't even matter unless we get on the road that goes to heaven. That's all that really matters. And oh my goodness, isn't it so clear in Scripture that as God's will for our lives, he wants every single one of us to be in a relationship with, his, with, with him through his son Jesus so that we can help other people get to heaven too to get on the road that leads to heaven. And it is so sad that the Bible says that few find it. It's a narrow road. Let's be a church that helps people get on that road. 
Let's be a church. Let's be a church. Let's be a people. Let's be an individual. Let's be a dad and a husband and a wife and a, and a son and a daughter and a friend and a coworker that helps people to get on the road that leads to heaven. That's the only relationship that really matters. And so if our relationships with God, our relationship with God can help, help people to get on the road that leads to heaven. God said the Church of God Sarasota will be a church of generations, and it will be a church that when we worship God and we love people, healing will happen. God said that. And there's not a single thing about this church that we can't stand back and say, you know what? God did that. God did that. God did that. You're sitting here right now today because God did that. To be transformed means to know the will of God. To be transformed by the renewing of our mind means to submit and know and choose to live out the will of God. The things that we just said, that I didn't, the Lord just said, are the will of God. Ultimately, that we get to stand before him and he say, well done, good and faithful servant. To be transformed means to make a thorough and dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character of a dramatic change. And we might even be able to say, sorry, I was, I guess, sorry, I'm sniffling now. A complete change. And weird things are happening. (laughs) Hallelujah. You guys remember biology class? How many of you liked biology class? How many of you would rather have been in gym class or recess or lunch? Okay, what, what, when people ask me, what are, my, what are my favorite, what's my favorite subject? What's my favorite class? Obviously. I mean, come on now. Recess, lunch, go home. Or the end of the day, gym class. Yeah, gym class. So you got recess, you got lunch, you got gym class. But some of you liked math. You're the accountants. Some of you like math and you're the accountants. Some of you liked uh, the science classes. What about history? Music. You were the, you were the recording player. You, you played the recorder. You're the one that we could hear all the way down the hallway in the school. <laughs> Echoing through. It's, yeah, the recorder. Um, art class. I actually liked art class. But I remember... I remember biology class, and uh, when I went into biology and in college, it was, um, I'm, thank, thank goodness I can stop stalling. <laughs> oh, man. I was, I was running out of things to say just now. <sighs> Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. I honestly did choose biology because I, it overlapped my major, and I didn't have to take as many classes. However, I went five years, and I, need, I, I went five years instead of four, and I still need to apologize for my, to my dad for that. Um, now that we have two boys in college. Anyway, I need to apologize for that. Thank God my dad helped me pay for it. And then I paid it to the government. You know how that goes. 
To be transformed, let's go back to it. To be transformed means to make a thorough and dramatic change in the form or appearance or character of. A complete, dramatic, transformative change to the appearance of something and to the character of something. Do you know that whenever Jesus Christ, whenever we allow Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus to transform us and we, get, we, set, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, there will be a change in our character. There will be a change even in the appearance. It comes from the, why? Because it comes, thank you. Because it comes I was stalling as long as I could. It comes from the inside out, doesn't it? How many of us have tried and tried and tried to change something from the outside? Just look different, say it different, feel different, look different in our eyes. Make our bags not be there so much. Get more sleep. Take that pill. Whatever. Outside. The truth is, the change comes from the inside out. Metamorphosis. It's a change to the form or nature of a thing or a person into a completely different one. By natural or supernatural means. Go to the next picture here. Egg, larva, pupa, adult. A complete, dramatic change. Even the, the mode of transportation is different. And can we say that this is a lot more fun than this? Some people think that when we let God change us, it's not going to be any fun. But let me tell you something. When we let God change us from the inside out, it's always better. It's always more beautiful. And it's always many times more fun. It may not be easy, but it, can be, it will be more fun. Complete and dramatic change. Metamorphosis takes time. Each stage is a part of it. And when we're finished with it, we are a complete and beautiful work that God has done. It's miraculous. This is what uh, this website I found says about metamorphosis. The pupa stage, during this stage, the caterpillar's body, the, what happens is the old body dies. And as we talk about this, realize we're not talking about biology here. We're talking about us. The old self dies. The old body dies. And a new body forms inside a protective shell known as the crystallis. While some people think that while this is happening, that it's just like a resting place. Like there's, it's just like, let's just chill. But do you know that whenever God is doing a transformative work in our lives so that our relationship with him and other people can be what God's will is for them to be, all of this really is simply about God's will and us living out the will of God in our relationships with other people and into the world. All of it is. When this happens in our lives, it's not usually chill. It's not usually a resting place. It is, there's so many things going on on the inside of us. Some people think that the cocoon is a resting place, but there's no resting going on inside the cocoon. 
To the contrary, there's a lot of activity inside the cocoon in the crystallis. The caterpillar is, trans- listen to this, is transforming into a new creature, completely new. This requires, listen, this requires that the old caterpillar's body is broken down and turned into something new. It happens from the inside out. Literally, inside of here, the caterpillar's own body and digestive juices are completely breaking down this to create this. And I want to say that in our lives from the inside out, the blood of Jesus works to completely break down what is going on on the inside of our hearts and souls and minds to completely transform and change us into something completely new. And it may or may not happen in just a moment. Now, there's a a moment when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and he becomes our Lord and Savior. There are moments when we realize, I need to surrender that. I need to give that up. I need to let God change that. I need to choose Jesus and that. I need to come back to God, or I've come back to the way of the world. I've picked up an old pattern, or whatever it is, or my mind is now kind of going that way, or my heart far from God. These, these moments happen in our lives, but the truth is, just like Marcia said last week, when Adam took his, his attention off of God and chose to go with, with, with the sin, Go choose to be disobedient to God. You know what happened? Remember, God came and looked for them. When we do that, God never, ever gives up on us. He pursues us. Because when we do that, we are like a sheep without a shepherd. Just like we heard last week. You remember the you guys were here last week. I don't have it, but you remember the picture of the sheep that had wandered and hid for like six years and had like this extra sixty pounds of wool on it. You may have seen it this picture before. The truth is, when we hide, it gets heavier. It is never God's will for that weight to grow and to build inside of our hearts and our minds and our souls and our lives. Come back to Jesus. When God takes us on a journey of change, of transformation, it will always be about our relationship with him and to make us more and more like Christ so that we can live out the will of God. And many, many, many times it's about our relationships with other people. It is God's will. What is God's will? Like we talked earlier, it is God's will that we live out faith in Jesus Christ. It is God's will that we grow in maturity and obedience and living a life for him to be a Christ follower, to be a disciple of Christ. It is God's will that our relationship with him grows. It is God's will that our relationships with others grow. It is God's will that we become more like his son, Jesus. It is God's will to make us more and more like his son, Jesus. Look at these scriptures that talk all about that. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me, a complete change. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it's Christ that's living through me. The life I now live in the body, I live in, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
The old has gone. The new is here. Can any of you say that when that happened in your life, it is true? The old is gone and the new is here. I am transformed. The metamorphic process has happened, and I am now a new creation from the inside out. Ephesians 2.20, I'm sorry, 2.10. For we are God's handiwork. All of it, God's workmanship. Look at this. Created in Christ Jesus. This is not for us. It is through Christ Jesus. Why? To do good works, to be in proper relationships with others, to help spread the gospel, to live out God's will. But God prepared these things in advance for us to do. Thanks be to God. Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. John 3.30. John the Baptist. This is John the Baptist that said this. He must become greater. I must become less. This is a transformative work. When we give up ourselves and we die to self and we take up our cross and we follow Jesus, what we are saying is Jesus must become greater. I must become less. I can't do that in myself. Why? Because I am all about myself. We all can be. 2 Peter 1, 4-9. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and have escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. Listen to each of these things as we read this scripture. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affections love. Verse 8, listen. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, if you allow the confirmation of your life, the transformation of your life to, to happen for Jesus Christ, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Last Sunday, as Marcia was sharing about relationship with God, I thought about the woman who was caught in adultery that we see in Scripture, who the men had all come and they were ready to stone her. And Jesus said, you who without sin throw the first, the first stone. And then the, they all left. And then the woman came to Jesus. Jesus came to the woman, and he loved her, and he looked at her, and he said, who condemns you? And she said, no one. And he said, neither do I. There is no condemnation through Jesus Christ. He said, neither do I. But then the most important part, one of the most important parts, now go and leave your life of sin. What's he saying there? Be transformed. Be changed. Choose me. Let me be the guide of your life. Don't live that lifestyle. Do not conform any longer to that lifestyle. That's a dead end. That lifestyle will only bring hurt and pain and death and life. Your relationship with God and will always be broken, and your relationships with people will never be satisfying. You have to leave that life. Do not conform to it but be changed. Leave your life of sin and let me guide and let me leave your life and you'll be changed from the inside out. I also thought of Peter, the disciple of Christ. How he was so 
vibrant, and he was the guy that would always jump forward and ready to go. But whenever the worst night came, when Jesus was um, arrested, Peter and all the disciples got scared, terrified, ran, and hid. And uh, then we, hear, we read the story of Peter when he was in the courtyard, and Jesus had been arrested, and they were, they were trying him. They were, t- they were ridiculing him, and all this terrible journey that Jesus had to go through had begun. And three different times, Peter denied that he even knew Jesus Christ. Three different times. But I thought about how then later, after Jesus had resurrected and he had appeared to the disciples, and then one more time he appeared to the disciples on the water, and they were out in their boat, and they had gone back fishing because they had gone back to what they knew. They had gone back to what they understood. And Peter and the disciples were out there, and they hadn't caught anything again. Just like the time when Jesus first called them to be there, his disciple, they hadn't caught anything. And they were tired. Imagine how tired and scared. Have you ever strived and strived and strived and tried and worked and tried to change and it just didn't happen? It just didn't happen and you just didn't catch anything? All of a sudden, Jesus comes out there and John's like, it's the Lord. Peter puts on his outer garment, jumps into the water. They were just about 100 yards from shore. And he starts to swim to Jesus because Jesus, you know what? Jesus appeared and he, he came to them just like God in the, in the garden came to find Adam and Eve again and pursued them because he will always pursue us when we're like a sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus had come and Peter went. And then this is what happened. By the love of Jesus Christ in relationship with Peter, Jesus says, Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, I love you. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. And Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because he asked him a third time, do you love me? And Jesus said, and G- Peter said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus came to Peter because he wanted to have a right relationship with him. He restored his life, but not just so that Peter could have peace on the inside, but so that he could feed his sheep, feed his lambs, take care of his sheep, and go and have relationship with people, and go and spread the gospel, and go and do the will of God, and let the transformative work that God does inside of us propel us to have relationships with people that will bring more and more people to Christ Jesus as Lord. And it's the same for us right now. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, began to do that. And when we are transformed and when we seek God, when we worship God and we have right relationship with him, we will begin to see more and more our lives change. They're being changed from the inside out. We will begin to see our lives being used for Christ. We'll begin to see our lives being used for the gospel of Jesus Christ more and more and more for the good. When we, in view of God's mercy, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, we're choosing to worship God, love him, live for him, and become more holy and more like Christ. When we choose not to conform to the pattern of the world anymore, in other words, living for self, filled with pride, filled with a persona that's looking for promotion and status and fame and position and personal gain, when we're 
thinking about being a, a attorney or thinking about being an accountant so that I can have more money and more stuff and more whatever, when I'm thinking about doing something for myself rather than obedience to the will of God, when I'm living for personal gain, when I choose to be transformed, my heart will become more and more like Christ. And we will grow in our relationship with God. And we will grow in our relationship with other people. And we will desire to see the gospel lived out and spread. And we will be a person and a church that brings more and more people to that narrow road that leads to heaven. We will see our relationships with our spouses become more and more whole and more and more healed. We will see our relationships with our kids become more and more whole, more and more healed. We will see our own minds more free. We will see our own minds set free. We will have a heart that has changed from the inside out. We will have this desire to grow in relationship with Jesus Christ. I know that it is the will of God for us to have relationships with him and with our spouses and with our kids and with the people that are around us that are growing and that are more and more whole and more and more healed and more and more one and more and more glorifying God. Amen. God is doing a transformative work in the life of every single heart in this place. We may not realize it yet, but it is the will of God that we allow him to transform our lives and our hearts. We're all on the journey of the road. We're all on a different place in that road. We're all on a different place in the journey of becoming more and more like Jesus and more and more holy. We're all on a journey of not conforming but transforming. We're all on a journey of releasing and then receiving God and the will of God. Do you desire to become more like Christ? Do you even desire to become more like Christ? I know that we all desire for our relationships to be more whole. I know that we all desire for those times when a relationship is strained or something is off for it to be righted and healed. I believe it's God's will too. The change happens from the inside out. Start there. Start with God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the message version says this. Let this speak to you. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Now don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Start there. Fix your attention on God. A relationship with him through his son, Jesus. You'll be changed, can we claim this, from the inside out. Ready to recognize what he wants from you. 
And we've talked about what his will is. And you know if God is prodding you towards something that is his will, you know, you know it. And quickly respond to it. Unlike, unlike the culture around you, always dragging yourself down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. I'd be the first one to admit that I'm 46 and I can be pretty, I can be right here. And it's usually whenever I am not here as strongly as I need to be. Start with your relationship with God. God brings out the best in us. How many of us want the best to come out? And develops well-formed maturity, moving here, transformed, metamorphic happenings in our lives where the blood of Jesus Christ and our desire for discipleship, our desire to be a disciple, a follower of Christ, and let him use our lives to complete his will in this world in our relationships with our spouses, in our relationships with our kids, in our relationship with our coworkers, in our relationship with anyone around us. His will is for those individuals to come to know his son, Jesus Christ, more and more and more. But it starts with us. My relationships with others will be and are directly affected by my personal relationship with God. Come near to God. He will come near to you. Father, thank you for that truth. And Lord, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus to continue to do the transformative work of your son in, 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 from the inside out in our lives, God. We submit and surrender to that today, and we love you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.